Welcome to Hearts and Stripes, your one-stop shop for all things military marriage. I hope our discussions and interviews equip you with the tools to start or grow a beautiful marriage as we address the benefits and challenges of milk marriage. I believe life's most precious moments are worth celebrating, so I'll help you design your marriage blueprint in alignment with your core values. Thank you for joining us, and remember to rate, subscribe, and review. Let's do this. Hello, hello, and welcome to Hearts and Stripes podcast. I am your host, Bree Carroll, and I am so excited that you are joining us for an episode of Hearts and Stripes. So this is a heart-to-heart. If it is your first time here, welcome. Welcome to the family. I'm so excited that you're joining us. And what you need to know about this podcast is that we are here for strengthening military marriages. That's the bottom line. It's all about strengthening our marriages, our relationship. And the way that we do that is by tackling three specific areas. We talk about you. Yes, you. Um, We start with the individual looking and doing some introspection. We also, of course, talk about your relationship as a couple in your marriage. And the third thing that we like to focus on here is building legacy, your future, your money, your goals, your dreams, your vision. We're all about these things, these three things here at Hearts and Stripes podcast. And I'm really excited because most of you may know that March is Women's History Month. Shout out to all the girls out there, all my girls who run the world, girls. Okay, but on a serious note, I I really wanted to take the time to honor and hear from some of our female leaders. And let me just say, if you are a woman in 2021, guess what? You are a leader. You definitely show leadership roles, capabilities. You are leading someone. Um, even if you don't realize it, you we tend to underestimate our impact. Um, and, and I maybe will talk about that on another podcast, but I wanted to talk to our leaders of today. And I'm so excited to sit with a group of women who serve our United States Air Force. They are all women in service. So that's awesome. They are a group of minorities, but um, their group is very diverse. And it is the group of Lean In Circle. Lean In Circle is a, a group of accountability. They pray for one another. They come together to build community, to um, go through life as they lead as women in service. And I thought that was so awesome to hear from them. I'm excited to hear their marriage story, um, how community has impacted their life and really just have them share their heart, their advice, their tips um, with going through the ups and downs of being women in service, right? Oftentimes um, you'll hear from the military spouse perspective, which is amazing. But another key group that I love to speak to here at Hearts and Stripes are our serving spouses, those women who wear the uniform. Thank you for all that you do. And now for Women's History Month, I'm excited for you to listen to my chat with the Lean In Circle. 
thank you so much, the ladies of Lean In Circle. I'm so excited to chat with you here on Hearts and Stripes podcast. We are going to touch on a lot of different topics here as it relates to community, leadership, faith, and marriage. So let's start the discussion off with um, a question to you, Carmen. Um, What do you feel like has helped you with having this community and how has that impacted you in your marriage as well? Um, I think community is important um, when you get those bonds with other married individuals, um, sharing different things that are in your marriage, you know that you're not alone. Um, And there's different communities that me and my husband have been part of. Um, Some, there was a marriage ministry that we had um, with a group of friends and we met together and uh, once a month and we came up, whoever was hosting that, that month, they would actually come up with a topic. I love that. And, um, and just those different topics, you know, seeing other couples, like example, communication. So if you had communication, we would do exercises to talk about communication and just kind of talk as a group. And then you would kind of see that other couples you know, are going through similar things that you are. So having that community and understanding that other people are going through the same thing and you can kind of see what they're doing about the issue or, or whatever in their marriage, um, it kind of makes you you feel, um, you know, like you're not alone. Um, but, you know, way. other communities, um, you know, as far as that's helped us being in the military is, I'm in a sorority, he's also in a fraternity. And having that community, you know, with us moving around a lot, that has actually helped as far as networking. When we get there, it's not just me as a military member, I'm able to be at work, you know, and connect with people. But for him, it's, you know, different stories. So just being able to connect through his fraternity and then, you know, being able to have, uh, you know, someone to talk with and hang out with, you know, I feel like that that's also another good community. And then of course the church community when we, we move around and, you know, we've tried to, to join different churches and um, some of them have ministries that we're able to, to participate in. No, I love um, but- that. I love that. You talked about like three different types of places to find community that can help you um, kind of in that transition point and also in your marriage. I love that you talked about community. I love that you talk about the church and then sorority, sororities and fraternities, which I can definitely relate to as my husband and I also are a member of sororities and fraternities. So it is, it is definitely something that we've seen value in as well as opposed to starting from scratch. I know a lot of people can struggle when they're in a new location and don't have a group to go to, but finding that common um, that common theme in either it's a community group with the similar focus that you may be interested in, a marriage group especially. I love how you said sharing those lessons learned and seeing how someone else is deal- dealing with or has dealt with, right? Something that you may be going through and, and not feeling alone. I-, I absolutely love those three areas of community. Tiffany and Janelle, what were your thoughts regarding community and kind of how that's impact you and your journey? Um, I echo everything that Carmen said. And then what I can appreciate about this particular group, these ladies, is that some of us have known each other since we entered the military. So we've been able to grow together and we've held different positions. We knew each other 
in some cases before marriage, before kids, um, before we changed hairstyles, like, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. um, So this community has been really, really helpful. And, And as we've introduced others into this group, just hearing their experiences and being able to support one another um, has been huge. So yeah, I echo everything Carmen said. Tiffany, what about you? Oh, the community is so big, especially being the mili- the female military mm-hmm. uh, primary service member and having the male spouse. Uh, <laughs> I know we've had some lean-ins where the, the men came to them, oh, right? Nice. Yeah. We have, yeah. and, and then they got to know each other. And of course, you know, they exchange numbers and they don't call each other, but cause they're men. <laughs> <laughs> but just to know that my husband, uh, he knows that he has something to reach out to. He's not alone. Uh, he's okay with being, uh, the supportive husband, and he knows he's not the only one. So for yeah. him to see that and it not to be odd for him, I, I think that that helps us uh, tremendously. No, that is so good. And I love that you guys brought in um, those male spouses who oftentimes, or I should, I should let me refer back to data. When you look at the military divorce rate, the highest Uh, divorce rate population tends to be when the woman is in the role of being the service member and it is actually the male spouse um, who has to kind of figure out and find their own way so I love that you brought them in to kind of find some community even within their own groups I know um, one of my colleagues David he does some things when it comes to trying to build create community around male spouses because oftentimes people just think that um, a military spouse just has to be female like no there are some amazing women who serve shout out to the air force serve in the air force like you you ladies and um, there is community that needs to be built not just with being uh, minorities women in service but also Uh, their partners also do need that sense of community um, to help navigate that family and that unit and keep that partnership and that marriage strong. So I, I am a fan of community (laughs) when it comes to your relationships and in your marriages. I think, you know, by our husbands not being in the military and we take them to an event where Mm -hmm. they're kind of like the outsider, uh, the, the male officers gravitate to my husband because he has another conversation to bring mm-hmm. to the table, mm, you yeah. know, as opposed to what we're talking about, the military and the bureaucracy and things like that. And it's like, it gives them, it gives them, it gives people a time to escape and see what is going on in the real world. What are real people doing out there? <laughs> no, I think that's really good. I can, I can definitely see, see how that works out because you're absolutely right. Um, me as the spouse and not as the service member, I tend to do the same things when I, when I link up with, um, those other female officers, they're so interested in talking to me because they're like, well, I don't want to talk about the airframe or what happened at ops call or all all this stuff. What's going on in your life? Like, let's just talk (laughs) about some other things that are going on. And it's funny because being in CE, Um, I'm still on base with them so I can share other perspectives and I love that you said that 
even bringing your spouse into the fold with people that Mm -hmm. you work with is a huge value in building community. One, I think it builds up that trust factor. They know who you're working with. They know who you're interacting with and, and they can have those conversations. But two, it also helps them potentially to build community outside of just you. They can form their own relationships with uh, people who are in their community, whereas they may not have had that opportunity if they weren't brought into the fold. So yes, community is huge. And I think it's such a value to our marriages and just roles in leadership. Very true. Rojan, can you walk us through your thought process of wearing, wearing both those hat as a leader and also in your marriage? Absolutely. And thank you, Bree, for inviting me to be a part of this today. So over the course of 2019, I interviewed a bunch of women leaders, both inside the Air Force, other services, and in the community. And then I did some analysis on the data to kind of see what it would tell me about how they were running their lives and then how they were leading at work. And it really came down to four concepts, and that's SOAR. You need support, you need to be organized, you need to continue to aspire, and then you need resilience. And so when you talk about, you know, how are you leading at work? How are you leading at home? How are you handing those roles? You know, for each individual, married, not married, you know, together, whatever your relationship is, you need to be in partnership with that other person. Yes. Whether that other person is yourself or a spouse, um, an ex-spouse, you know, whatever it is, your family, your friends, you need to have conversations with them and really understand what they want to do, what they want to bring to the table, what you want to do, and what you bring to the table. And then from that, you craft out the roles. Because what I found was in opportunities or in positions where the women were in the military, it wasn't always what someone would think of as how the home roles were defined. Mm, Yes. And so it's whatever works for your family, for your situation. For me, in my case, I outsource a lot. That's how I get things done. You know, I invite other people to help me. Now that doesn't work for everyone, but that's what works for us and other families. You know, the husband's cook. My husband doesn't cook so much, right? But that's okay. That's how our relationship is. And so however you and your spouse, you and your family member, whoever you're living with, however you decide what works, I say, go for it. Don't be limited or prescribed by what you think other people are doing or what you think you should be doing. All that matters is that all the jobs get done. Absolutely. I I completely agree with you. I think it takes a certain level of awareness to be willing to do that. And I love that you said that you outsource because oftentimes I've had to have the discussion, even on this podcast, giving people permission to take the cape off. You don't have to be all things to all people. You can't do all the things all the time. That's how you get burnt out. And then you are of no value to yourself and other people. Outsourcing is absolutely an option. And I talked also with connecting with people that can help you and practicing asking for help. That's very difficult. I know for me, I'll I'll be transparent and say for me and also other women that I found in leadership, but those who are really good 
at what they do and they are focused in on the bigger picture of, of the health of the relationship, the, the goals that they have in leadership, they get real good about asking for help, delegating um, and, and defining roles that I like how you said that works for your relationship and not what you think should be. Um, and, and some of those gender roles and those typical things that we think, no, I've seen a lot of male, male spouses who do more of the, the roles at home, because that's what works for their relationship. That's what works for um, their marriage. I know my husband, for example, he's, he is the grill master. So if there is ever a time when I am just like, hun, dinner, I, I ain't got it. That's not, I, I'm not going to be able to do that because I have certain deadlines that I need to meet or, or I'll be, have a meeting back to back. We're going through an exercise, whatever that looks like. Then I know he's either going to, to do the grill or, or he's also the fryer. He'll, he'll do the, he's from Mississippi. So he'll be the one who will fry um, catfish or whatever. And, and we just have that balance. And I love that you, that you broke down uh, just that and having those communications, which are so helpful. Janelle, what do you have to add with wearing those two hats with leadership and in, in that, uh, I don't want to say balance, let's say harmony that, that has to happen with your marriage. That's a good word, harmony, because at work, you have your leadership triangle that may be the commander, the first sergeant, your chief. Um, and so you have that triangle that's going on. But at home, you need to have communication and you need to have a leadership team there and they have to mutually support one another. So at work, it may be conversation after conversation and you may be doling out discipline and um, meeting deadlines and taskers. And um, like you mentioned, exercises, just all these things going on at work. And then you come home and you need a partner there who's gonna allow you just to kind of vent, um, vent without judgment. Yes. Um, and in some cases vent without responding. So sometimes it's just, I just need to get it out. Just let me get it out in a trusted environment. And so um, definitely having that open communication and a spouse that's incredibly supportive, who comes to events, even after they've had a long day, who comes still to rah, rah, cheer, pump you up, like we can do this. Um, in some cases, when there's a difficult conversation that needs to happen at home, sometimes role-playing, like, or excuse me, a, a difficult conversation at work, being able to role-play it at home before going to work and also um, give other perspectives just like, hey, have you considered this? Have you considered this? See it from this other angle. What else could be going on in that person's life? And I know um, in the leadership roles I've had, my husband, he's actually had a relationship with some of the members in my unit. And not that he came back and reported to me or anything like that, but he was able to at least facilitate and help them. Um, yeah. I know in some units, they call it the key spouse. He didn't necessarily take on that role. Yes. But um, he was a key spouse in that he was able to build a relationship with people in the unit and talk to them and, and facilitate, you know, just helping them out, whatever was going on. Um, Tiffany had mentioned the one lean-in session that we had when the spouses came, and it was so cool because our group has everything from lieutenants, colonels, people who've commanded, who are in command, previously commanded. And so what it does, it helps you see like, okay, we can get through this. Like, okay, I can see her. I see what she did. I see what her spouse did. I see how they work together. Okay. I have an example and I can now go to that person and talk to them. Like, okay, what did y'all do? How did y'all work this out? Um, so it always, it's always helpful to have someone who's a little bit further along on the journey than you are 
So you can look at them as that example of, okay, we can do this. We, we, we're a team. We, we got this. I <laughs> so love that. Very- yes. That is so good. And that's really why I wanted to dive in and have this conversation with you ladies, because for any of our listeners who are a little, um, maybe just starting out in their, in their journey. Um, maybe they are a female officer, uh, maybe a Lieutenant or a captain. These are your examples. You have a, a group of women who can be a guide, a mentor, if you will, to kind of show you how to posture yourself, some lessons learned, even that they've had in their marriage and, and conversations that maybe had needed to be had that you aren't even thinking of because you haven't experienced that yet. And I think there's so much to say with having a guide and a mentor um, and just seeing it, seeing that it's possible really makes a difference. And it opens up your mind to say, I don't have to throw in the towel here, or I don't have to sacrifice this thing. Maybe there's another way to do it. And looking at those examples and guides will definitely help you along that way. I, I love that. And Brie, let me add one thing to that. I always caution people that when you look at me, you see the me that shows up at work. And when I show up at work, I tend to have it together because that's the expectation that I show up and I have it together and I'm ready to lead. But what people don't often see is what I call the trail of destruction that got me to that point. Like they don't see that I have dishes in my sink, that there's a soccer ball rolling around the back of my minivan that I'm a real person with a real life. But when I come to work, I present myself ready for work. And so don't look at that ideal of how I show up at work and think every part of my life is structured that way, because that's setting you up for false expectations on what Mm. it takes to succeed. No, that is so good. And, And I love that you that you hit on that, because oftentimes we make a lot of assumptions about what people have going on in their life, just because they're put together in one lens or one frame that you're that you're catching them at. Um, And it's good to know the backstory, especially let's talk about specifically in leadership, you can see people who have gotten to a certain level, and you're just like, dang, it just must have been easy for them. Well, you don't know that it took them maybe going to therapy with their spouse, you don't know that it took them having to, to sacrifice and have their kids stay with their parents for a specific tour, or you, you don't know what went into a person getting to a certain level. So I'm so glad that you hit on that. Tiffany, did you have something to add on that one? Yeah, you mentioned the word sacrifice. There's so many sacrifices, uh, like Rojan said, the trail of destruction, but being the female officer, primary officer, and having to make a decision if your husband's going to be a stay-at-home dad, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Um, I don't think I could have made that decision without seeing a community and listening to my friends say, you know, my husband, who was a, the chief of police, or he was a detective for the um, Redondo Beach the Police Department, is now a stay-at-home dad. He had to make that decision. They had to move. He was big time. I remember him walking around the city. He was big time. He became a stay-at-home dad. And I was like, whoa, that's a big sacrifice. And she told me one day, I've never seen my husband in this light. He is amazing. We have come together so closely you know and for her to share that with me it helped me make the decision 
because coming from a family who my dad was, you know, just a hustler out there working, doing this, taking care of my mom the way he took care of her, to make that swap in my head, I didn't see how that was going to happen. But when she shared her story, someone else shared their story, like this can work. This can work. And my husband has been absolutely amazing being in that stay at home dad role, seeing him in this other light. And his main goal right now is to help me and to, to comfort me, you know, while I'm trying to raise in the ranks in the military. And, and he understands the fact that we're here to serve our country. And he believes in that. And I, I just, it comes with sacrifices, but man, in the end to see it all come together is absolutely outstanding. I love how you talked about sacrifice, but you also went into that shared vision. You guys were both on board with that same vision of what you wanted for your family and the roles that you play in in being in alignment with that shared vision may change from season to season. I know this conversation is even encouraging for me. I've been a GS employee for over 10 years and my husband is at the point he is about to make major, but he's got some things going on that may require me to, no kidding, throttle back in my career pursuits and maybe be at home, but we still have to be aligned in that vision and understand just because you were this, this role previously, it doesn't make you any less than, or, or because you're stepping into a no, new role, because at the end of the day, that united vision for our family is what's at the forefront and how we serve our country is at the forefront. So there may be opportunities for for a season to come where you can step back into a a role of that nature or kind of switch hats or or, or someone else can kind of take the lead. I like to think of it like a dance. Like sometimes we're going to dance and he's going to be the lead and and other times I may need to to take the lead um, as well. And I think it's having that vision in mind that makes those sac- those sacrifices, I guess, um, I don't want to say make them easier to go through because I mean, sacrifice is sacrifice. Sacrifice is not always easy, but it gives you a better perspective of the why and, and, and helps you to move for- forward in a different way. Brie, so if I could, yeah, if go I ahead, could add just one small thing to that. When you were talking about the shared vision, um, how you get to shared vision. Mm. And I can remember early on in our marriage, um, I come from a military family, my husband does not. So it's very easy for me to rattle off acronyms, rattle off bases, rattle off positions, okay, all just rattle it off. It's just easy, it's second nature. My husband, not so much. I had to, and he stopped me one day, he was like, not so much, I have no idea what you're talking about, but what are you talking about? Like, like <laughs> translate what you're saying, because I would ask him for input. And again, early on, I would ask him for input. And he was like, I don't understand what you're talking about. So we had to purposely take time to make sure that he understood even this life, this community, this, this military air force thing. What, what is this? What does it mean? What does it look like? So now that we're further along in our marriage and further along in our air force journey, now he's rattling on off stuff to me. And I'm like, oh, let me look that up. So like, he, he's got it. But early on, we had to make that conscious, very intentional um, uh, decision that, okay, if we're gonna be on board, like we gotta be on board, we gotta speak with the same language and the same um, kind of common denominator. 
So, so even to get to that shared vision, make sure you have the shared language to get you there. No, that's good. Shared language. Let me add shared understanding. Um, there's a lot of things you have to unpack to get to that shared vision. So thank you for breaking that down. Cause you're right. We don't want to, we want all these things that we talk about here on the episode to be very practical. And I don't want you to run away and just say, I need to talk to my spouse now. And we got to get on the same page with a vision. Like, no, you might have to get to the foundation of the thing and break it down to say, this is what service looks like. This is what my, my goals today look like as to pursuing a career to retirement, what that looks like may mean school at this phase. It may look like um, command at this phase and the really breaking things down. And I think, um, honestly, I can speak for my relationship. That's when we felt the closest because we are really coming together to get understanding and it brings some new discussion points even to um even to our relationship, as opposed to talking to the same things that you can get in marriage is what's for dinner and how's your parents and what are we doing? There is so much more that you can expand on when it comes to dreaming and planning and, and breaking things down and getting perspective. And, and I, and I love that you said that even that language, ensuring that you're speaking the same language, don't, don't assume that your spouse knows what you're talking about, because nine times out of 10, they do not. <laughs> and you'll have to, to, to provide that level of education so that you both can be on that same level. So that's, that's awesome. Carmen, did you have anything to add on that? Um, no, I think everything that was mentioned here, um, you know, is outstanding. Um, Communication, I think, is just one of those big things that, you know, as a married couple, you have to continue to work on constantly. Um, but just having that open communication, um, letting them know what's going on, um, and being able to have patience, um, I, I think that helps also connect your life at work and then and your marriage. That is awesome. So we have covered already talks about the value that we gain from being in community, um, we've talked about wearing both of those hats, leadership and having that in harmony with our marriage. So let's talk a little bit about faith as a foundation for your marriage and for your relationship. Tiffany, what are your thoughts on having faith as a foundation? Absolutely. It definitely starts in the beginning. And I'm, I'm even saying pre-marriage premarital counseling. You know, Gil and I, we had a very short engagement, uh, but we did. We made it to our premarital counseling. Uh, and something very important that the chaplain told us, he said, always do counseling and do it when things are going well. So do you oh, don't, good. It, yeah. you don't associate counseling when things are bad. So Gil and I, we, we still, we still abide by that. We go to counseling, we have a, you know, we'll, any, any base that we've had, we always sign up with the chaplain, we always participate uh, in the marriage counseling events that they have on base, and it always helps us. Um, and yes, yeah, sometimes we go when things are good, and sometimes we go when things are bad. And when I say bad, I mean, maybe we can't communicate with each other or what's going on, or he maybe... Um, I don't know how to express to him why I have to work to one o'clock in the morning or something like that. And so we'll join the counseling and then we can see it. It becomes clear. We could communicate about it. And we always take a little tool out of it 
that truly helps us. Um, one tool that we've taken out of our counseling is just when we go to bed, we hold hands and we say what we didn't like about today and what we did like about today. Mm, that's good. And I think that has uh, just definitely raised our relationship to just another level that without the counseling, we would not have, um, we would not have been able to come to that on our own in such a, a expedited way. So yes, faith, faith is so important. Uh, faith within and having faith in Christ. Uh, I hope I can say that on your podcast. (laughs) You definitely can. Oh man, I'm going to tell you something. Faith is not free. Mm. I had, you know, you always say, uh, have faith, have faith. But my husband and I, last year we we were faced with my husband being diagnosed with cancer. And so (laughs) to have faith, I was in command, girls. Wow. Um, uh, there, as the female primary officer, there is no uh, meal train going on for you. People are not offering to mow your lawn, okay? That's, mm. that's not happening. So that's the difference when it comes to, uh, I'm sorry, I'm emotional about it, but it's true. No, take now, your time. Uh, so to have faith, people say, have faith. Don't even say the word cancer, right? You, God is bigger than that word. So you're like, okay, I'm going to believe in that. I'm going to go to work every day. I'm going to have a smile on my face. I'm going to tell people it's okay. It's okay. We're going to get through this. I have faith, right? But man, you just, you don't know how much energy faith has until it actually comes through. So praise God you know, they got the cancer, he's cancer free or whatever you want to call it. That's awesome. Awesome. Right. And then you realize, whoa, that took a lot of energy. It's time to pick up all the glass pieces that I left behind where I was spending all my energy smiling and trying to have faith. Um, So many things broke because you're just trying to survive. Mm. And this happened last Christmas. So I, I just blacked out Christmas. I think we bought, we put the tree up Christmas Eve. <laughs> my poor, mm-hmm. my poor kids, you know, but you still have to move on. So faith is not free, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth every moment of it. Um, can I look back and say being in the military and being a leader, learning resilience and having this community of girls I don't, I don't know how I would have got through without that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a foundation of faith that you need. It comes from the people who you are surrounded with, what they believe in, the energy that they give you. It's so absolutely important and imperative to create that community that we started with when we talked, uh, that Carmen discussed, you have to have that community to, to get through these different situations. Life is still going on mm-hmm. while you're leaving. Right, right. I, and I thank you so much for being transparent and sharing that. And, and I'm also grateful that you pointed out that people say faith very easily, but it takes a level of focus, 
determination, like leaning into it, that really uh, makes that shift happen and happen. And also when you started talking towards community, that's that accountability that comes with faith to say you had those other people who are around you um, that held you accountable to say, this is what we are believing for healing in this way. We are going to also uh, be in prayer with you about this and also agree in faith um, that, that you will come through this. So, so thank you so much for sharing that um, and, and just showing us how faith really in action makes a difference in your marriage. Carmen, did you want to, to add to that? Um, you know, I would just say, you know, to say what, to um, expand on what Tiffany said about starting a foundation of your marriage, you know, in faith. Um, I, I believe in that, um, and our marriage was um, in faith, and, you know, just, um, again, being part of a church, and a church community, and family, um, and depending on, on that to get us through um, some different things, you know, when your marriage is not always happy, it's, it's not always a good, I mean, it takes work for marriage, Yeah. and faith is sometimes, you know, the only thing that's going to get you through, the faith in God, and praying, um, and, you know, lots of different situations have occurred. And, you know, I'm thankful, you know, that uh, God did help out and work out the situation, just small things. Every time you move, you know, finding daycare and all these different things that, you know, I know, at least for me, on that crossed my mind, you know, as you go into a new job, just, you know, and balancing, trying to balance all that, um, you know, that is definitely um an area that you got to stay strong and to kind of just help you get through everything. Yes, absolutely. And, and I love how Tiffany also talked about doing it early on, getting that premarital counseling that lays the foundation, um, starting habits of prayer together. I know that has helped for our relationship during the time of this recording. It's the beginning of 2021 and we've done, um, we're, we're going through doing prayer and fasting together as a couple, um, which has really um, been great for us, even at this point, because we are up against some challenging health things as well. So I can completely understand, Tiffany, where how, how you feel um, going from that December, and I don't even know if I want to put on a tree, to um, that and even encourages me to see on that other side of, of our faith walk and our journey um, of how um, God will walk us through that. But just believing in something bigger for your marriage really is what I see faith as a foundation of marriage um, can be. Rojan, what did you have to, to maybe add on to that? So I want to add that for your listeners, if you didn't start your relationship with a foundation of faith, or it's never been a strong part of your life, that it's, it's, there's no time like the present then to just mm, get started. That's good. You, have, you haven't missed the boat. You haven't missed your opportunity. You can begin now. And it doesn't have to be big. Because sometimes, again, we look at people who are very strong in their faith. And if you're not so strong in your faith, you don't know how to begin. You don't know how to approach that person to begin. So start small. 
you know, start where you're comfortable, start with just simple prayer, start with holding your husband's hand and praying together or asking about prayer. We're saying prayer over dinner, you know, just begin how you can and then reach out for others to support you where you are and how you want to grow because you have to grow your own faith. Like each of us personally has to walk our walk and then we have to walk with our spouse and then with or for our children, if we have some. And so I just want to encourage everyone, you know, no matter where you're at in the journey, you can begin and you can get stronger in your own personal faith and then your family's foundation and faith together. That's awesome. Janelle, did you have anything to add? Um, Just that I I fully agree starting um, early, or at least as Rojan said, even if you didn't start early, start now. Um, have that have that foundation, um, gain that belief and that trust and know that that faith that can help you persevere in your marriage can also help you persevere as a leader. Um, I can remember countless situations where um, if I didn't have a praying husband, I know I wouldn't have made it through situations at work. I know that for a fact. Um, many tears shed um, and he, he didn't always know all the ins and outs and inter- intricacies, but he knew like, okay, Lord, <laughs> we got to get through this. So yeah. um, he would just start praying over me. Um, and that's something that has carried through our marriage from the time we've met. And I was already in the service when we met. Um, and so even now with our kids is that we always end the day praying together. And so um, having just that foundation has definitely been encouraging it's been uplifting. Um, and it's, a, it holds you accountable. It yes. definitely holds you accountable. So, um, like was said, start early, but if you, if you didn't start early, start now. No, that is so good. That is so good. Ladies, you have been just an absolute pleasure to chat with. Um, I love how our conversation has kind of woven back and forth, if you will, between, uh, community leadership, um, faith, marriage and uh, accountability, right? Vision, um, so many different um, big points that I think our listeners can really take from and apply even today. And that's what I want to challenge our listeners. Um, Everyone who is listening to this heart to heart, what is one takeaway that you could apply today, whether it's um, like Rojan's call to action that says, if you are not practicing faith, maybe you try something small today, saying a simple prayer. Maybe it's finding community. Maybe it's checking out uh, the link to Lean In Circle. Maybe that's how you're going to start building community. Um, Maybe it's looking at into or investing in literature that can help you become a better leader um, and and can get you to do the things that you need. By all means, the link to Rojan's book is also in the show notes. These are tools that can equip you to not just have a great marriage, but we also care about you developing personally as the individual because you have purpose just as your marriage has purpose. And when you get yourself, you and your spouse individually well that's when you can have true wellness in your marriage that's when you can thrive in your marriage and dare I say soar in your marriage moving forward so ladies thank you so much for being a part of this discussion 
I do want to see, did you have any last thoughts for our listeners? Bree, just uh, thank you for this incredible opportunity to share our stories with your listeners. You know, I we're kind of outliers being the female leader serving in the military as opposed to the male. And it's just really nice for you to reach out, want to hear our story, and then be able to connect to your audience so that they can get to know and understand us a little bit better too. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. And now you're on now thank you're on you, the Brie. Oprah. Now you're on the Oprah level. You get somebody <laughs> to share the tear. I'm on that's, that's that's some Oprah type interviewing right I there. will receive it I will claim it, and receive it. Um, but absolutely hearts and stripes podcast we have a diverse um, listener group I want to be sure that everyone from that young enlisted couple who may be really just trying to figure out how to navigate marriage to that female officer who is unsure of how to structure her marriage because she's not the typical um, serving spouse. Um, Everyone can get something all the way down to that military spouse who is looking to be inspired um, in in their own life and in their marriage. I would love for people to come here to Hearts and Stripes and and gain something new. And I can just say it is such a privilege to have you ladies all having that leadership experience, have seen command, gone through life, real life things and overcome. And it is such a value to us that you are giving back in that way. So thank you so much. Wow, wasn't that encouraging and inspiring? I just want to give another thank you just to the Lean In Circle ladies. And this heart track is for them. You got to be, that is the heart track for Lean In Circle. And if I may, for those who are uh, 90s babies, or maybe you're not, and you need a reminder of You Gotta Be by Desiree. Um, I just love how that chorus goes. And it's so fitting for this group is you got to be bad. You got to be bold. You got to be wiser. You got to be hard. You got to be tough. You got to be stronger. You got to be cool. You got to be calm. You got to stay together. All I know, all I know, love will save the day. So that is our heart track. Um, Gotta be by Desiree. And for all of the playlists, the full playlist for Hearts and Stripes songs, you can check out Heart Track 2 on Spotify. That's Heart Track 2 on Spotify. And you can listen to the entire playlist of our Heart Tracks. And this episode is special because I just want to take the time to give a happy Women's History Month to each and every woman who is listening today um, or listening throughout the month. Thank you. I honor you. You are making history day in and day out. And I just want to take the time to honor you today. Go ahead, listen to Desiree, you gotta be, and let that encourage you throughout the rest of this month of March. Thank you for tuning in. Remember to rate, subscribe, and review. This is Hearts and Stripes. We are the few, the proud, that aim high and are forged by love. Always ready, always there. We are Mill Marriage Strong.